Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. I'm your host, Lee Phelan. And today, I want to answer a couple of questions I've received from listeners. As always, if you have a question you'd like to see me tackle on the Everyday Einstein Show, you can contact me on Twitter at twitter.com slash qdteinstein, or send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. But first, this episode is brought to you by my colleague Grammar Girl and our partner Reagan Communications. This month only, they're offering a webcast called Supercharge Your Content, Writing and Editing Essentials. See a free sample video at quickanddirtytips.com slash offers. Our first question comes from listener Robert, who asks, I read in the news recently that a light from a galaxy had been discovered that was 30 billion light years away. My question to you is, why those photons don't just fizzle out, so to speak, traveling all that distance? Does that light just keep going on forever? And if, say, an astronaut shines a flashlight in outer space, will that light just keep traveling forever? Great question, Robert. First, in case you're unfamiliar with the name, A photon is like a little quantum-sized particle of light. Whenever you see light, you're seeing a stream of photons. Now on Earth, when you shine a light, it has to travel through the atmosphere. This means that those little photons occasionally bump into things like gas molecules, dust particles, water molecules, and even bacteria. Every time the light interacts with one of these other particles, some of the photons are converted to other forms of energy, usually heat. Eventually, the stream runs out of photons. Now in space, there is no atmosphere, so while there are some things that the photons could run into, such as occasional bits of cosmic dust or the odd planet or two, if the photon never hits anything, it will just go on forever. Lonnie wrote in to comment on my episode on panic attacks and agoraphobia. I saw your piece on agoraphobia and wanted to point out that there is starting to be considerable evidence that anxiety disorders are linked to magnesium deficiency, so you might be interested in reading up on that. So magnesium is a metal found naturally in lots of foods, including seafood, nuts, and many vegetables. The NIH recommends an average daily intake of 400 milligrams of magnesium for males and just over 300 milligrams for females. But a 2003 study of over 4,000 individuals found that most people don't meet those requirements, and the discrepancy between recommended and actual intake was even worse for African Americans and Mexican Americans. Symptoms of magnesium deficiency include a significantly higher chance of developing diabetes, heart disease, stroke, migraines, and osteoporosis. Magnesium deficiency has also been associated with depression, schizophrenia, and panic attacks. However, there's still some debate as to whether it's a lack of magnesium which triggers these conditions, or if these conditions cause magnesium to be depleted more rapidly in your body. While eating a diet full of whole grains and vegetables used to be sufficient to get all the magnesium your body needed, There's some research that shows a marked decrease in the amount of magnesium in crops due to modern farming techniques. So while there's no definitive answer on the relationship between panic attacks and magnesium deficiency, there's plenty of evidence that most Americans don't get enough magnesium in their diets. And since magnesium is a cofactor in over 300 biological reactions, it's not surprising that so many illnesses are linked to magnesium deficiency. The final question for this week is one that I receive at least once a month in person, and so I thought I'd answer it here. 
Since you homeschool, what do you do about helping your kids learn social skills? This question always makes me laugh for two reasons. First, because lots of people I speak with imagine homeschooling as a miniature schoolroom in the basement where kids sit for eight hours a day and listen to their parents lecture them on why evolution is the Antichrist. The second reason it makes me laugh is that some people really believe public schools are such amazing models of socially acceptable behavior. According to the current research, the fact is that whether or not your kids go to school at home or someplace else, it's the family environment that has the most impact on your child's social behaviors. We do, in fact, let our kids out of their cages occasionally for things like swim team, cub scouts, fitness classes at the local gym, homeschool co-op groups, Lego club, playing with other kids in the village, soccer practice, story time at the local library, community choir practice, birthday parties, and other typical kiddie activities. They make friends, play, laugh, have their feelings hurt, forgive one another, and play some more, just like most other kids. Once again, this podcast is brought to you by our partner, Reagan Communications and Grammar Girl, who've teamed up for a webcast that was so popular when initially aired that it's been brought back by popular demand until the end of May. This 115-minute session is packed with practical tips and memory tricks that make better writing painless and dramatically reduce your editing time. Think of it as the best of Grammar Girl, plus a segment from one of Reagan's best editors, Rob Rinalda, better known as the Word Czar. You get hands-on effective ways to remember the difference between effect and effect, comma do's and don'ts, tips structuring the perfect email, and more. It's only available till the end of May. Learn more and see a free sample video now. Go to quickanddirtytips.com slash offers. So that's it for this week's Q&A. If you like today's episode, you can become a fan of Everyday Einstein on Facebook or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash Einstein. If you have a question you'd like to see on a future episode, send me an email at everydayeinstein at quickanddirtytips.com. Until next time, I'm your host, Lee Phelan, with Everyday Einstein's Quick and Dirty Tips for Making Sense of Science. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.